Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Hello, and welcome to Your Wellness and You with Dr. Lulu. My name is Dr. Lulu, aka the Momatrician board-certified pediatrician, and I'm a mom. And I'm here today with another guest. You know, when I say, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I've got a black girl who rocks up in here. Y'all need to just go with the flow, okay? I got more Kalisha's females just showing up in their greatness. Today, I have another beautiful ballerina. Her name is Dr. Ball. I love it. She goes by TB. And I said, you know, I'm Nigerian. TB means something different. <laughs> I digress. We're going to talk about Dr. Ball and how is she really truly doing? How has this COVID-19 affected or not affected her? You know the drill. If you've seen this before, then you know it's all about just raising up voices, giving a platform, and just supporting each other. So Dr. Ball, how are you doing? What's going on? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for responding to my call because I was like, I want 19 doctors. Okay, first come, first serve. So, you know the drill. We're just going to talk about you, sister. How are you really doing? Because this whole show came about because of the, the doctors. I'm sure she was a fine female who killed herself in New Jersey. And I just thought to myself, you know what? In the work that I do, I work with the designer team. Like, you know what? What if I had been able to reach her maybe the day before? Could I have been able to help her? Could I not? I don't know. We'll never know. But I wanted people to know that since the COVID-19 hit, we have nine recorded doctor suicides and maybe more. So I want everybody to know that we are not doing as okay as you might think. But maybe Dr. Ball is doing okay. So Dr. Ball, how are you doing? Well, I am adapting. And that's the thing I've learned to do is to adapt. Uh, the word of the year has been pivot. Um, and so that's, that's where I am right now. Well, you're going to have to put some more, you know, you got to fill in the spaces. Like, you know, all these fancy words, adapt, I love, adapt. I use ab- adapt all the time. I use okay. all the time. But they're not here to hear me, baby. They're here to, to hear me. So, well, well, let me share about that adaptability. Put some more, put some more meat in it, because I know there's a lot more to that. That came from a good place. You're adapting, I love it, and you're pivoting. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah, so that adaptability, what that looks like for me is that I've learned not to um, to put so much pressure on myself. Uh, I've learned to um, accept that every day is not going to be a 110 day. 
And uh, I think we've all learned through the stay at home order, uh, we've had to, and I'm a naturally a extroverted introvert. So time in for me is necessary. Time for me to be quiet and recharge is great. But after a couple of days, the extroverted part of me <laughs> wants to be out and around of people. So I've had to learn how to uh, adapt in that and be okay with the quiet spaces. And at the same time, when I needed that contact to learn how to reach out uh, to someone to get that contact, um, uh, learn how to go outside and you know take just a five or 10 minute walk. And so for me, I learned how to be essentially the patient because I, I'm, it's one thing to preach it, but it's another when that thing falls on your doorstep and you have to experience it and you have to live it. And you have to now take the same words that you've given out and you have to eat it and digest it. And so that's the thing that, <laughs> that I've, I've had to do is I've, I've had to eat that same advice of um, learning how to de-stress and taking the five minutes to just sit quietly, taking the 10 minute walk outside, um, being okay if I, I slept in a little bit and not beating myself up for waking up at five o'clock in the morning and getting going, you know, again, uh, being okay if I uh, stayed up, you know, late, um, learning how to uh, allow myself to learn how to move in the in this new space, in this new place, because um, we talk about going back to normal. To me, there is no going back to normal. There's a new normal. And it's those who learn how to be a chameleon and adapt are those who are going to survive. If you don't learn how to be a chameleon and adapt, shed the old skin, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And so I've had to take that on myself and, and learn how to do it. And I, um, I personally have been affected by this. Um, uh, in March, my mother had a heart attack and a stroke. And so I wasn't able to visit her um, in the hospital. So I personally knew what the impact of COVID-19 was having, not just from a financial level on my business, not just a personal level on me, but also um, understanding of how it impacted my family and understanding what patients were going through, not being able to see a family member, not being able to visit, or if they themselves are in the hospital, not uh, being able to get visited. So uh, it's, been, it's a, uh, impacted me from all ends, not just financial, but personal, spiritual, all the way around. So, um, so I've, I've learned to just take it day by day. I learned a new thing through this resiliency training, and that was to deal with the first five feet in front of me. And that's what I deal with every day. What's the five feet in front of me look like? How do I deal with that? That is so powerful. You have been dropping nuggets after. I hope you know. <laughs> I was trying to wrap, catch up, self care, chameleonize. I made that one up, but yes, <laughs> um, all about self care. I love that. An extroverted introvert. I'm an extrovert's extrovert. Okay. Okay. My wife is an introvert's introvert. So I think okay. the make up you, and then you became the patient. How? powerful how vulnerable how honest yes. how cool is that this is what i'm talking about vulnerable freaking ability you are you have to allow yourself to go there like look 
I am the patient. And this is why I'm doing this. I want people to know that we have to humanize doctors. We're not up there. Yes. We're the same kids that went to school with you. Yeah. We're the same kids that got heartbroken. We're the yes. same kids that yell at our, at our kids or whatever. I mean, we are normal people. We just happen to be in the service of caring for others. But that's why we're that, I mean, we're all empaths, all doctors, because you can't do the, unless maybe you're a radiologist, maybe. But you can't do the work if you don't have enough empathy and compassion. But sometimes we also lose ourselves with the self-compassion bit is missing. And so we're giving, 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 giving. And then we're, give, when then we're, we're got, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's so powerful what you're saying, out with the old and in with the new. And it's funny right. what you said, exactly those words, maybe not verbatim, I put on my page one time, I said, if you're not able to adapt, you're not going to make it. Those who are going to survive this possible two or three years are the mentally fit. Mm-hmm. Fit. Mental fitness is what we're thinking about. Not you can, you can pump iron all you want. You got to be mentally fit because it is, ooh, resiliency. Are you kidding me? <laughs> TEDx, I have, I have a, a part of my TEDx that I, that I talk about. I said, imagine a straight line. With trauma in the middle, resiliency. And I said to them, wow, resiliency is at the core of trauma survival. Suicide is the ultimate worst outcome of trauma. This is what's happening. Trauma. Oh my God, I'm so sorry about your mom. How is she doing? Well, she too, that's the original fighter. That's the original adapter. That's the original pivoter. And um, this is actually her fifth stroke. So I've seen this woman fighting since I was 15 years old when she had her first one. So she is fighting. Uh, I believe she's going to have a full recovery. And, um, you know, this is what helps me to keep going. So I have no room to complain to know that there's someone who's in a worse position. So who am I to take the... You know, we've complained about stay at home, but we've stayed at home, you know, in great conditions. So it's, uh, even my gratitude has changed during this period. So um, that's the thing that I've I've, uh, really been focused on is is my gratitude, my thankfulness. Um, You know, I I just have to, you know, thank God for the things that we, we can't complain about. We complain about being inside, but we're inside, you know. There are people that are homeless. There are people that um, would love to be in a stay-at-home order in air conditioning, um, you know, to have food in the refrigerator. We can get the food delivered to our home. You know, we have all of these niceties. So, you know, we just have to be in a grateful place, even in this. So um, that's that's something I've, I've learned through this. And even seeing my mother, you know, not complaining, never complaining at all. So, um it's been a great lesson for me. I cannot even, I want to tweet what you said. We complain so much about being inside, but at least we're inside. We've got a homeless man out there who's like, I'm happy to be alive. You know, you've got a big old house by the ocean with a pool and a, and I don't know, a tennis court. And now you don't want to stay in it. Yes. You know, it's like, hello. I love it. (laughs) And then because two people go to the beach and four people want to go to the bar, the whole country has to die. And we're yes. about to go back on lockdown because I live in Texas. I mean, like, yeah. what are you talking about here? What is, what? ooh, girl, you're preaching. 
<laughs> Anything I was going to ask you is how is your family doing? Well, you kind of touched on it with your, with your mom, but do you have any children? Anybody uh, COVID? And of course, how is your practice? Yeah, I don't have children, but I do have um, uh, nieces and nephews. And um, some of them are around school age. So I've even seen them adapt and uh, they're going to school, uh, utilizing technology online. You know, they're doing well. They were able to finish with the honor roll. Um, they were able to teach me some things, you know, on the, with the computer and learning. I'm not surprised. I want, I want, I want, I'm not surprised. My <laughs> family have adapted. Look at that. While the boys are complaining, always oh, go to school online. Wait, I thought you like computers. I thought you always want to be on your device. Now you don't want to go to school online? Oh, yes. They have got on a roll with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so from the children on up to the adults, we're, uh, we're all learning how to uh, shift in the, into, in the new shift, you know, in the new place. Um, and I think that it, it gives you opportunity to get together. You know, I think that we can utilize this to our design and to our benefit because where before the family was kind of scattered out everywhere and this person had soccer and ballet and this person had, you know, uh, all these events and, and fundraising and, and all these places to go to. And this person was working, you know, 80 plus hours a week. Now we're able to come back together as a family and sit and talk. You know, when's the last time has this family been able to sit down and have dinner together? Wow. So, you know, even if you're doing the dinner on Zoom, hey, at least you're eating together. This is great. Exactly. Wow. I love what exactly. you family coming together better. I mean, this is this is it. And we have to just make the best of it. No one living on this earth right now has been through this. I don't I don't know. People that saw the Spanish flu in 1918, maybe sure. they're alive. But for the most part, majority of people on earth today are all learning this together. Can we all just be each other's keepers and just maybe move into 2021, possibly alive? Because the way yes. we're not even see December. Because the cases in Texas are so bad now. And folks just don't want to, you can't tell them anything. You can't tell them anything. Yeah. Yeah, we're really a rebellious society, and we used to be our brother's keeper, and we're not even doing that anymore. You know, um, I'm always thinking that God was like, okay, you guys, I'm going to send you a plate. So you can press reset, and that's what's happening. That's what's happening. But so how has your practice been affected or not affected? So I had a, um, a majority house call practice where I was going into the home. And of course, when uh, this happened, there was an increased, you know, risk there, and uh, also lack of PPE had a, you know, a great effect on the business. And so, we shifted a little more to telemedicine. Of course, it was a great uh, impact. We also had contracts that were suspended, you know, as a result of this. And so, it's been uh, again a great impact on the business but again you have to learn how to and I think as an entrepreneur you figure it out every day as you go and so that's what it's been it's been okay you know what were we doing before how can we take this and then bring it into our new normal how can we bring it into our new place 
you know, how can we take technology so that no matter what, and I think the great thing is it exposed some vulnerable areas, some Achilles heels in the business. So now it's like, okay, here are our Achilles heels. So how can we take this now and either completely remove it now from the business, or how can we take this and make it such that if this happens again or anything, because we've got many more years down the road, so who knows what else is coming down the, the next Corona, you know, next virus, the ne Corona 29, you know, <laughs> whatever's going to be out there next, we have to realize that, you know, we have to prepare. And I think preparedness in business is something that some of us lack. And so this has really brought me back to, I need to sit down and look at ways to prepare and even to bring in other streams, uh, other income streams in to, um, you know, to really hold uh, the economics uh, for um, myself and the family uh, to be prepared for this. I love what you said. Two things. I love that. The, the word prepare. I was a Girl Scout when I was younger. And that was our motive. Me too. I mean, Me I too. Know, <laughs> you know how to say if you fail to plan, then you basically plan to fail. And I love that you, you, you've gone far into the future, into the 29 years from now, we might get another one. And maybe even next month, because there's something swine flu, something coming from China again. So this is like, if you haven't learned anything yet, I and mean, then thank God that we have technology. They didn't have that in, 20, in 1980, when they had this time. But they didn't all die. They learned to adapt and pivot. And now you know, we're here. So there are many things to be said about being here today and having the, the, the technology that we can, I can even talk to you without knowing who you are yesterday, you know, because we have, so making the best out of technology is what we're doing. So where can the listeners find you? You said something about telemedicine so that people can find you. I want to put a plug. Are you kidding me? Because I love what you do, house calls. When was the last time your doctor did that? I love it. So where can listeners find you? They can find me at www.oncallmobilemedical.com. On call, mobilemedical.com. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Very good. I got it. All right. So did you have any, so usually I want to end by saying if you have any parting words, if you have any encouraging words or something you want to say for the listeners, for all the doctors who might be watching you, you know, to learn, to help them stay afloat like you have mastered. I love it. Yeah, I want to say that we, as you mentioned before, we've kind of been put on a forced pedestal where we're almost not human. And because of that, we've uh, learned to put on like a, a Teflon exterior while still being a human inside. And because of that, we've learned not to express ourselves. We've learned not to express our pain. When you're in residency, you couldn't say you were tired. You couldn't say you were sleepy. You couldn't say uh, you weren't feeling well. You know, the show had to go on no matter what. And I remember, you know, there were doctors walking around with IVs in them doing flu, you know, season. You, you can't even say you can't wear a mask because you're a surgeon. You have to wear a mask. Like, this is killing me. Like, all of a sudden people cannot wear all kinds of medical reasons why they cannot wear masks. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Have yeah. The ventilator for fit. You don't like a mask. You think you like a ventilator? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so we've, um, we've almost been put into the superhuman place and we, well, we couldn't show our vulnerabilities. And I want to say to people that we have the same experiences, just like I said, you know, I had a parent who, um, you know, has uh, illness, you know, and many of us have that issue, but every day we go in, we are in front of patients, we're talking to them about their parents or their illness, not uh, an opportunity to acknowledge our own issue. You know, we have surgery too, you know. Uh, some of us have had to take off time and people were upset, like, where's the doctor? The doctor's having a human experience right now. <laughs> you know, so um, it's okay for us to be human. It's okay for us to have vulnerabilities. It's okay for us to seek help for those vulnerabilities. Um, it's okay for us to, to uh, get someone to come in, a coach, uh, another doctor, a therapist, uh, just a friend to pull to the side and say, you know what, I'm dealing with some. I need, I need a boy, I need an ear, I need a shoulder. And we as doctors have to learn how to be kind to one another. So when we have that experience, that we're not penalizing the other doctor when they come to us and share that with us. Um, I treat addiction medicine. So I've had colleagues who came who needed treatment. And so we've got to learn that we're humans. We have human experiences. We have to learn how to link arm and hold one another up. And um, we've got, if we can't be compassionate to one another, then how do we expect those who don't understand what we're going through to be compassionate to us. So I just wanted to share that. You can say that again for those at the <laughs> It's not okay to stay that way, but just at least say I'm not okay. And then it's, it's easier for people to just sit, um, just pretend I'm just fine. Oh, I'm doing okay. Oh yeah, I'm just fine. And then tomorrow you don't. Like seriously, <laughs> like seriously. I love it. And you did mention something, and we're almost out of time. We got two minutes to go. But okay. Real quick, real quick about other streams of income. I love the fact that you said that because traditionally doctors have been, we make so much money, lies, all right? Doctors have been, oh, we can't be businessmen and women, lies. So just real quick, you got one minute to tell us how is that other streams of income? Yeah. Well, it's, it's okay for us to have other streams. And uh, some of us even feel guilt in that where, oh, medicine should be enough and you should only do this and you should, it shouldn't be about the money. You know, it can be about sustainability. And many of us have incurred large amounts of debt because the medicine that used to be our father's medicine is not our medicine. And so we have to, again, learn how to adapt because if we don't adapt 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, we're going to find ourselves almost extinct. So it's okay to have other streams. It's okay to explore uh, retail. It's okay to explore real estate. I, I love real estate. Uh, it's okay to explore um, technology and all of these other plays. Um, and a lot of us may even have kind of quenched some of that burning desire to learn about other things and other streams because we had to go through school for so long, 12 years, 15, 20 years. And now it's okay to explore those things that we wanted to explore before and find those other streams. 
You know, I know doctors who are singing now, who are singers and putting out music. I know doctors who are writing, you know, and they're authors. And it's not medical writing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, we, oh my goodness. See, this is what I'm talking about. We're not one dimensional. We are not one dimensional at all. And that's what I want to encourage people to do is to not be one dimensional so they can do exactly that, what you're doing right there. I am so proud of you. This is exactly, hey, the talk wasn't about me, but once you went there, I was like, yes. And you know what I did? I did the ultimate case of pivoting. Yes. In March, in March, I said to myself, self, you're going to do something else. You're going to try something else because my practice went down to three people from 17. Because I'm 19 because I'm also DPC, which I know you didn't want to say that, but I am a DPC doc. So here's the thing. I was like, you know, let me try other things. Wait, I like to talk. Let me see if I can get me four TEDx talks. I got three out of four. This much. And I said, let me see. I have written two books. Maybe I can coach people about writing. I have seven clients right now. And I said, you know what? I'm a speaker. Let me see if I can teach people how to speak. I got two clients for speaking. So it's like, it's not a million dollars, but hey, I did not stay and say, oh, oh it's me. I did not do that. I did, the, I did a pivot. Let me teach what I know. And today I'm teaching a class about anxiety. It's free, but you know I'm gonna upsell my anxiety course. You know, it's like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about pivoting like crazy. You know, I love it. I love, girl, I need you to come back. <laughs> Because we need to, I'm going I'm to let you just write it out. I know I have another doctor that is scheduled for 10 o'clock. If she comes, she's, just, she's going to join the party. And we'll just keep going. But if you have any, any last words, any words of encouragement, those were really powerful ones to allow yourself to just try other things. I went to school in Nigeria. I don't have student loans. But I know what it's like, what, student, what financial overwhelm can do to you. I know that. So thank you so much for joining me this morning. I completely appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, tell the people again where they can find you. So I know you said on callmobilemedical.com. Do you have email? Do you have Facebook, Instagram, social media? Yes. Don't be shy, girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so in addition to the website, they can find me on Instagram at, um, you can find me under the practice name on call mobile medical and wellness. Or you can find me at Dr. Ball on call on Instagram. And you can find me under those same handles on Facebook as well. And you can even call at 704-747-2262. Very good, because as a, as a DPC doc, I give my cell phone out all the time too. So, but now I know that you live in Charlotte. Yes, Queen because City. Because I used to give you Charlotte, because you give us Oh my goodness. Yeah. Waxel forever. Forever. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Doc. I have family in Charlotte, so we're going to be coming okay. soon. I don't know when, but you can be sure you're going to be on my short list whenever, whenever I come. It you would be a pleasure. You still live in Charlotte? Yes. We're going to have coffee together on Valentine Commons. We're going to go to the yellow, mellow yellow right there at Valentine. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Down the street from there. We're going to meet. Awesome. Our mask, stick of the mask, take a sip, put the mask back on. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
Thank Excellent. you so much, Victor. Thank you so much for blessing us this morning. You are awesome. <laughs> and my love to your mother. And I know everyone Thank will be I hope she feels better soon. But then Thank again, you so much. Beatrice, she's going to come back. Yes, yes. All right, Doc. Have a wonderful day. All righty. All righty. Thank you so much.